This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. According to a recent report in the Malay Mail, there is a proposal to develop the 292-hectare Kuala Selangor Nature Park into a tourist destination. Though there is nothing in black and white yet, the plan is causing worry among many stakeholders looking to preserve the safety and sanctity of this wetlands area. So what's happening over there today? I'm joined by Andrew Sebastian, the founder and chief executive officer of the Ecotourism and Conservation Society of Malaysia, to find out more about what this park has to offer and also what the developments that are planned there uh, and whether it is going to indeed go ahead. Welcome, Andrew. How are you today? Hey, thank you, Jalit, for having me. Thanks. I'm excellent. I'm fine. Thank you so much. How for are you? Jo- I'm very well. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you're joining us all the way from Kuala Tahan today. Uh, yeah, joining us from the field, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. Well, thank you for you know, thank you for sparing the time, Andrew. So maybe we can just talk a little bit about um, uh, the Kuala Selangor Nature Park a little bit, right? So KN KSNP. So it's been around since the late '80s. Beautiful, lovely outdoor setting for any nature uh, enthusiast. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of this park? Well, uh, it was gazetted in 80, 1987, yeah, mm. I believe. And uh, I was in charge of this park for a few years, I think, <laughs> at some point in part of my, part of my career. So I, I know the area quite well. It was uh, created uh, out of the same uh, anxious worry that there's going to be some development of the area. Previously, it was just uh, a mud flat. Uh, it was just uh, a coastal area. Uh, and there was plans to build a golf course uh, in the regenerating forested area of uh, of what is now Kuala Selangor Nature Park. Yeah, so there was a campaign mounted by the Malaysian Nature Society. Uh, it was successful. Uh, the idea was it's it's let's let's develop a, a nature park there instead of a golf course. Yeah, so more people can can appreciate and more people can visit. Yeah, so uh, many many years down the road, again people have been visiting there because it is one of the very few mangrove and coastal uh, forest that's available in Peninsular Malaysia mm-hmm. that's accessible by the public. Yeah, So there are three different uh, ecosystems. Uh, one is a regenerating secondary forest. Uh, the second is an open area, uh, man-made uh, brackish lake system. Mm-hmm. And the third, of course, is the mangrove forest uh, that's at the river mouth of uh, Kuala Selangor. Yeah? Uh, Sungai Selangor empties out into Kuala Selangor. It starts beautifully up in the hills near Fraser's Hill. Yeah, and yeah. and it makes its way down and, and it empties out in Kuala Selangor and that's where Kuala Selangor Nature Park is. So, for the nature enthusiasts or for the ecotourists, uh, Kuala Selangor Nature Park provides a lot of uh, excellent viewing of some coastal uh, vegetation, some coastal wildlife, of course, yeah, that makes it very, very interesting and makes it a, a one of the better ecotourism spots in terms of mangrove uh, ecosystems. Okay, and can we talk a little bit about the fact that it is, you know, such an important mangrove swamp uh, area mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. Why, I mean, why is that important? Why, uh, you know, what sort of uh, protection does uh, well, do mangrove forests offer? That's right. Well, Crossing uh, Nature Park is part of the uh, Banja South uh, Forest Reserve. Uh, the the status right now is very confusing because uh, recent statements made that it's not it was trying to it was about to be gazetted as a permanent forest reserve it's not apparently uh, and um, it is actually an important bird and biodiversity area by BirdLife International uh, it's also being promoted uh, as uh, an up and coming maybe 
potential Ramza site. Yeah, Ramza sites are areas of uh, uh, importance of, bio, of biological diversity uh, for water birds, especially. Yeah. So, uh, Kuala Sango needs to be protected because it's representative of uh, a mangrove forest that's fast disappearing. Yeah, so Malaysia has lost about 50% of its mangrove forest mm -hmm. uh, so far to date. Yeah, so Kolostango has a good belt of uh, uh, mangrove forest, uh, quite a lot of species there. So it has to be protected, not just because it's uh, uh, of the forest itself, but because it's also host or is home to a lot of criti critically endangered and endangered uh, species of uh, butterflies, birds, and uh, even, even insects and, and mammals, of course. Mm -hmm. and, and not to mention, you know, it provides a buffer against erosion, tidal surges, even tsunamis, right, in some cases? Yes, apart from its ecological services, uh, it provides everything from uh, from, from controlling localized uh, climate change uh, uh, actions. Uh, as you said, erosion, it, it, it sort of keeps a hold of the land in the water. So, it, again, it, 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 it helps in terms of uh, uh, easing, easing up of flooding and so on. So, yeah, it's a treasure trove. Okay, excellent. And speaking of that treasure trove, you know, I mean, can we talk a little bit about the, the animals and the and the plants that we can find there? So let's start with the animals. I know we've got the silvery luntung, uh, lutung there. We've got so much of other wildlife. Am I correct? Yes, that's right. Sorry, I, uh, can, you, can you hear the background of some logging trucks driving by me? <laughs> The irony, Andrew the Sebastian, irony, as we are on yes. speaking on I'm Earth outside, Matters. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Kuala Tahan and I'm seeing all these lots of uh, logging trucks with freshly cut uh, trees and oh uh, destined for timber. Anyway, Kuala Sang Nature Park uh, in the surrounding area is home to three three different species of primates, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're from North America, if you're from Europe, you know, there's no primate species there. You know, so when people come from those continents and that areas, they are so amazed to see primates. You know, we take it for granted here, but Kuala Sangon Nature Park uh, and the surrounding areas, there's three different species. Yeah, uh, the slango leaf monkey, uh, it, it's there. It's one of the subspecies of the silver uh, species of the leaf monkeys. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's found there quite easily up on the hill and even uh, in in the park, running around uh, uh, with this beautiful orangey uh, juveniles. You know, clinging onto the, yeah. the, the mother's belly and so on yeah uh, so in terms of wildlife uh, the primates stand out uh, the park is also home to the smooth otters yeah there's a good colony of uh, uh, smooth otters there um, uh, feeding and living in the park uh, also mongoose the pangolin the sunda pangolin is also there that's critically endangered mm -hmm. so again uh, it is uh, it, it makes its home uh, in that surrounding area and any development uh, has to take into the fact that there's a lot of endangered species in that area here. Mm -hmm. So that's just that's just primates, yeah. Of course, if you're not a snake lover, sorry to say, there's a lot of species of snakes there. <laughs> snakes are beautiful, you know. Of I mean, uh, it's so beautiful. I do I do uh, reptile tours sometimes. People want to see these snakes, yeah. So snakes are excellent in the, in, in the park and the surrounding area. Um, and um, yeah, uh, the mangrove tiger butterfly. Okay, mm -hmm. there's one a very rare. And range-restricted uh, butterfly that is found in the mangrove uh, coastal areas. So that's found there too. Yeah. So every walk you take, you know, every nook and cranny, every turn that you make, you know, you good chances of you encountering something, one of these wonderful stuff. Okay. And I mean, we haven't even spoken about the birds there, right? Yes. Because the park has been listed, as you mentioned, an important bird area by BirdLife International. Uh, can we spend some time talking about that? I mean, who are some of the permanent sure. residents that we find there in terms of birds? Right. Yes. The Important Bird and Biodiversity Area, IBA, 
Kalau Sango and the area has been designated as as an important bird area. Uh, it's home to over 197. Now it's about one in two species of birds, oh. both resident and migratory. So uh, Kuala Sango is also home to migration. It's part of the migration route. Mm-hmm. So during the months of October to March, uh, waders of coastal birds stop there. To feed off the off the mangrove and off the mud flats of Kolosango, so uh, so over half of the species that's found in Kolosango are actually migrant birds. So, having a place for them to rest and feed safely on the journey south and on or on the journey over north, yeah, mm-hmm. is very very critical for birds on migration. Yeah, so the resident birds, for bird watchers and bird photographers, they throng to the nature park because there's about four species of woodpeckers. The resident woodpeckers are there. There's about five species of kingfishers, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, mangrove specialists. And there's some birds only found in the mangrove belt, like the mangrove pita. Uh, heard it recently, but not, have not seen it. The mangrove blue flycatcher, the mangrove whistler, for example, and our one of our smallest woodpeckers uh, uh, in our country, the Malayan, the pygmy woodpecker is also there, yeah. Okay. So. Um, so bird watchers, uh, if you're going to go there for birds, you get the uh, secondary forest birds, you get the open country birds, and of course you get the mangrove specialist birds. So in terms of bird life, it's pretty good. Okay, all right. And as you mentioned, it's it's located centrally in the East Asian Australian Flyway, right? So that's why we yes, get we get Excellent. all these birds coming in yes, from yes. October to March. Excellent. And I mean, I was reading that back in two thousand and one, you led something called the Milky Stock Captive Breeding Program uh, in Kuala Selangor, right? What was that about? That critically endangered or endangered? You you done your research. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, it's in my mind, it's critically endangered because there's just so few. Back in the day, it's just I mean, we counted about four. Maybe less than ten milky Gosh. stocks uh, in the wilds in the Kuala Gula. Hence, we had the uh, captive breeding and release program in Kuala Selangor Nature Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took ten birds from the zoo. He was doing very well in Zoo Nagara, so the zoo was kind enough and got funded uh, uh, to to take ten of the birds from the zoo, get them acclimatized to, to its natural surrounding of of Kuala Selangor, and release them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so nine birds were released, um, and uh, we, we 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 saw it around for maybe a year. And after that, it just flew off with uh, along with some of the migratory birds. Yeah, so it have not been seen since. since yeah. okay. But I hope I have a fingers crossed. I hope someday I'll come across it uh, somewhere along the coastline. Okay. All right. Well, let's just go for one quick break, Andrew. When we come back, let's talk about you know these proposed developments, whether they are in fact you know developments uh, afoot there. I'm speaking today to Andrew Sebastian, founder and chief executive officer of the Ecotourism and Conservation Society of Malaysia. We're talking about Kuala Selangor Nature Park today. We're talking about it. Well, it's a great place to talk about. I'm I'm sorry it took us this long to talk about it, but also because there are some sort of developments that have been proposed there. We're trying to find out what's happening. We'll have more after this quick break. You're listening to Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Joining me on the line today all the way from Kuala Tahan is Andrew Sebastian. He's the founder and chief executive officer of the Ecotourism and Conservation Society of Malaysia. We are talking about Kuala Selangor Nature Park today because there are, well, in media reports last week, uh, it was reported that there was a proposal to develop the park into a tourist destination. So we're trying to find out more about this park in general, but also these proposed developments. So, Andrew, before the break, you know, you were telling us all about the different wonderful things that you can find 
wine there. I've been there. I absolutely love it. It's a great place to bring kids as well. You know, very friendly uh, sort of uh, area for kids to go just to kind of experience nature and some nature walks. But, you know, as I mentioned, um, you know, earlier in my intro, from the Malay Mail, we read a report that a proposal has emerged to develop the nature park into uh, an international class tourist destination. Um, what do you know about this plan? What can you tell us about it? Well, well, there's been many, many ideas mooted over the years about uh, how to develop or redevelop uh, the area, the main area, yeah, Kuala Selangor and the Kuala Selangor Nature Park included. Well, for, for many years, it's been, it, uh, Kuala Selangor Nature Park has not been given enough attention and given enough uh, budgeting, yeah, uh, in terms of upgrading its facilities uh, and so on. So for many years, I think the park uh, manage, management has been trying to get funding. It's the, one of the very few parks in the country that's run by an NGO, yeah, so it's not government run uh, and, and it doesn't uh, enjoy uh, uh, fiscal year budgets uh, uh, to, to 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 manage and run the park. Yeah, mm. so that aside, I think there's been many ideas, and the recent idea is to, from what I hear, again is very very vague. They, they they want to develop, they want to develop the park into uh, a, a nature park, uh, world class. Yeah, so I worry whenever people say world class and so on. World class is not something that you want to attach yourself to something a product for now until it's actually done and then people should call it world class not 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 a self glorifying hey you know i'm building a world class or whatever you know mm-hmm. so i always worry when people start to say hey we're going to build a world class something yeah right. uh, the area is harsh it's 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 a mangrove area it's 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 not a beautiful highlands where it's cold and cool and nice it's warm it's hot it's humid mosquitoes sand flies you know yeah. uh, in the certain times of the year and, and days yeah mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the environment is harsh uh, but the wildlife there is unique, yeah. So not a lot of development, a lot, not a lot of tourism can happen at that place because of its unique uh, geography and uh, unique uh, ecology and ecosystem, yeah. Okay. So from what I hear, uh, they want to turn, uh, they want to upgrade the place. And I think it's a great idea. It, it needs it needs a facelift, a major facelift after all these years of just uh, being uh, left in the lurch in terms of budgeting. So I think it's a really, really good idea to upgrade the place. Um, uh, all around the world, uh, wetland parks and so on uh, have been given a lot of attention uh, by their government, mm-hmm. uh, state and federal. Yeah, so it should be the same here in Malaysia. Uh, the state government and the federal should uh, should join forces because uh, the nature park actually is a flagship of of Peninsular Malaysia. So it should be given a, lo- a lot more budget considerations, and most importantly, they need to engage local local stakeholders, the ecotourism uh, people, uh, to make sure that. The development gels gels uh, with the identity of of the park or identity of the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So although I welcome ideas to to put in world class facilities and so on, again, the, why has the information not flown uh, easily and naturally? Yeah? yeah. So again, kept in the dark. What does this mean? Uh, while uh, everybody is grasping at straws and and try to figure out what things are, I think. The state has to come up very clean and come up very quickly and be very transparent about what exactly they want to do. And then invite the local stakeholders, invite ex- experts to come down and say, hey, what will work uh, in, in a place like a mangrove forest, a wetland area? Yeah? Yeah. So that, that would make sense. 
And I think, you know, something else that's not quite clear is also the status of the park, isn't it? Because, you know, in that article that I quoted, you know, it, it said that the Selangor State Legislative Assembly in 2019 announced that uh, Kuala Sangor Nature Park was in the final stage of being gazetted as a permanent forest reserve or Hutan Simpanan Kekal, right? And that was for recreational education and research purposes. But from what I understand, we don't quite know what the status of the park currently is, yeah? Yes, yes. There's, there's been no new information, not, not that I'm aware of, uh, okay. whether it has been gazetted. So, uh, the the idea the the thing is the, the thought is it has not otherwise there's going to be a gazette notice coming up and it'll be posted everywhere around the park you know sure. so all means the purposes it's not so why has it is it taking so long to be gazetted I think that's something the state will have to answer yeah mm. uh, the faster it's put under protective status permanent forest reserve it uh, gives it a somewhat of a protected status so that not a lot of things can happen in the park so that should be the first step. Uh, encouraging the government to get it gazetted. Okay. And I, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned stakeholders and I do know like uh, MNS, for example, have proposed that it be declared a wetland of international importance and all of that. We're not quite there yet, are we? Mm-hmm. No, we're not there. Well, well, titles aside, you mm-hmm. know, you can call something world class or Ramza side, whatever it is. But if you're not going to put supporting facilities in there, if you're not going to put in proper uh, uh, facilities, interpretation, year-long uh, budget for maintenance and so on. Uh, I mean, it'll all go, go to waste, you know. So if it has to be done, it has to be done properly, you know. The world-class mentality, I think, I think most important is something we must have, you know, in terms of not just building something, but planning for something that's appropriate, building it and then maintaining it, yeah. Three different things, yeah. Sure, yeah. Because I mean, uh, there were reports, you know, the gazebos are in desperate need of repair. I've seen it myself. You know, uh, the watchtowers. I think there's only one that's functioning, or I'm not sure what the status is now. But yes. yeah, well, well, except for one, the concrete tower. Uh, that's one of my favorite. Uh, that they're still functioning right now. Okay, all right. And you know, as somebody who is a frequent visitor there, I mean, what do you love most about it? I mean, what would you you say? You know, why we really need to to preserve what we have uh, in terms right. of you know the biodiversity there. So. When I go when I go there, it's 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 a different ecosystem, it's a different world, you know. Uh, than than when I'm here in Kuala Tan, for example, uh, in 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 Tamanagara, it's very different. The lowland forest is very different. So looking out in the coastal areas, looking at the mudflats, looking at the mangrove forests, you know, all the little fiddler crabs, the mudskippers, you know, uh, the brahmani kites flying in and out, you know, the otters flying in, uh, I mean, sorry, swimming in and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it takes you to a different world. So in my mind, a treasure like this should be should be well protected and should be well managed yeah, so that it can be a flagship, as I said, for the country. Yeah, Because we have so much diversity among us. We are all 12 mega, one of the 12 mega diverse countries in the world. You know, So we share a lot of biodiversity here. Some of it, most of it are unique uh, outside of uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah? yeah, So it's something for us to be proud of. Yeah, It is our natural heritage. And if you do not take advantage in terms of turning it into an ecotourism product, so which means locals can benefit sustainably, you know, without hurting the wildlife, without hurting the ecosystem. And then it's shame on us, you know. We have been there is a beautiful product, and we just have to all get together, get on the same page, and how to move forward and 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 turn that into a a product that we will all admire and a product we all can use mm-hmm. for years to come. Okay. 
All right. Um. Uh, any last message you want to leave us with? So, yeah. Well, well, for the people, for the listeners, thank you for choosing BFM. Firstly, uh, thank you for join, joining uh, Earth Matters. You know, uh, we talk about a lot of solid uh, subjects uh, in this segment. You know, uh, one of the most important things is get out there. You know, take your fam- family, friends. You know, get out there, enjoy nature. I mean, enjoy our our Malaysian heritage, the natural part of it. You know, there's so much to see. So go, go out there, enjoy, and then you know, join us in time to protect it uh, and try to and try to you know. Uh, celebrate stuff around us yeah yeah because i mean Kuala Selangor is just like what a, a two hour drive maybe from from kl isn't it or less than well, that well there's a new highway coming up so it's going to be 40 minutes oh, there you uh, go. very okay. soon yeah and and easy and and you know if you if you're a foodie mm. it's famous so it's seafood yeah so why yes. not yes okay so it's, it's, it's yeah we're all talking about you know supporting <laughs> local ecotourism Kuala Selangor right. uh, nature park is a perfect place to go and you know and it's kid friendly I mean I've taken my kids there it's really lovely just to take them for a walk yes there are mosquitoes so come with your um, mosquito no, repellent yes yes but um, yeah it is a lovely place so if you'd like to find out more I mean just search for Kuala Selangor nature park online and if you'd like to find out more about Ecomai just head to ecomai.org my thanks again to my guest Andrew Sebastian the founder and chief executive officer of the Ecotourism and Conservation Society of Malaysia. This has been Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.